Pittsburgh Steeler fans, happy Labor Day. Wow. It is your hangover. I hope you're having a great weekend. And your hangover is only including just uh, from good beverages and good food and lots of fun with your friends and family. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm the podcast producer. Alongside with me is Shannon White, the pride of West Virginia. My friend, Shannon, how are you today? I'm doing awesome. Just right, looking forward to enjoying some ribs on Labor Day. Uh, I know you're killing me. That sounds so good. I I wish you would deliver. Tony Defio <laughs> is here once again. How was your Labor Day weekend, my friend? It is good. It is good. I work all weekend, but I'm taking today off, and I'm just going to do my laundry. I already did that, and I'm going to cut cut the grass. So yeah, it's all right. Crazy stuff. Now I am. Is this true that uh, you've also been mixing in some phone calls to TJ Watt to make sure that he signs on the dotted line? Is that is that true that you've been uh, you and TJ have been talking? Yes. Well, I mean, I've been trying to get him to be my agent or uh, his agent, <laughs> trying to get because I want that ten percent or whatever it is. <laughs> I would take point zero one percent of that. Yeah, contract. yeah. I'll just take a I'll take a stipend from him. <laughs> you know what? I would hire Tony Duffio as my agent. Uh, in fact, if he's smart, he would put you in his entourage. That would be well, would be a great entourage. My, my nickname right. is TJ, just like him. So, I mean, what else does he need? Oh, I forgot. Tony yeah. Julius, Trent Jordan. Hmm, there you go. Yeah, First, and uh, I, uh, I'm glad to be with all you as well. No game this weekend, so I'm, I'm kind of a. Uh, in more of Steeler withdrawal because we've had games to talk about the last four hangovers and and uh, just hangover from everything going on the, the uh, TJ Watt contract talks we have um, we had a trade over the weekend with Akello Witherspoon which is which I'm gonna have I gotta get that name down uh, I love I love that uh, I actually like that pickup that's a pretty good pickup for this team and you know just all the fallout from the roster and cuts and any moves. So any thoughts from you fellas as we move forward? Uh, Shannon, what was your, I'm sorry. Go ahead. About Witherspoon or. Oh, any thoughts about the weekend, my friend and the state of the Steelers oh, going I into guess, week one. Yeah. I guess the Witherspoon being the big news, since there's nothing happening on the TJ Watt uh, spectrum there, but. Uh, Witherspoon is kind of uh, uh, confusing for me because uh, he is not physical at all. He's tall, he's fast, he's very talented. But, you know, the Steelers asked their cornerbacks to be aggressive and, and play the run. Um, and so I know there's been talk about him taking a lot of that, when moving Sutton into the slot and him taking a lot of the outside. Um you know, taking some of the snaps away from Pierre, but Pierre is very aggressive and an excellent tackler. And I think Pierre's still a better fit. So I'm still interested to see what they're going to do with Witherspoon. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's anyone's guess. Um, looks like they're, they're trying to shore up the outside. And, hey, you know what I will always say? There's a lot of times we don't know the plan. Because we're not in that, uh, we're not in that war room. We're not in that, uh, in that coach's room. But there's always, there's always those guys being 
one or two steps ahead of you. And I do apologize. I'm a little off today, so I apologize. Um, we're uh, just trying to get up to speed here with the weekend here. Um, Tony, how do you feel about the whole week? You know, I thought as far as the uh, the, the roster moves, I I wasn't surprised by much of anything. Uh, the Witherspoon pickup, I mean, that was just a – I look at it as, as, a, as a depth piece and, and somebody with, with starting experience, somebody who can start on the outside. As Shannon said, he's not a physical guy. He's not a great tackler, but he is a, he, he has good coverage skills. So, you know, I, I look for them to, to – if Sutton's not playing on the outside and whatever – scheme they happen to be in I, I look for pierre to be the, the first guy they bring in but it's nice it's nice to know that they have a guy like this who's been in the league for a few years and has a decent pedigree so we'll see, we'll see what what happens but we we were, we were saying it was going to take a village to uh to replace hilton and nelson and that's that's kind of what we're seeing you know uh all these all these young guys that are throwing in there so when you when you move on from a, from those two two guys it wasn't going to be an easy uh transition to uh to replace them and, and i think Witherspoon is just another attempt to, uh, to to help in that in that regard. So here's one thing that I do want to mention here, and as we do that, Dave Schofield's coming in with some breaking news, and uh, on our Slack channel, and I'm going to bring that up, and that's something that uh, we're already hearing in the live chat because the live chat, man, you're way ahead of us with the team captains this this year. We've got Big Ben, Cam Hayward, and Derek Watt is your special teams captain as well so interesting also other news today uh you know a lot of people don't get excited about numbers like i do and i know tony does as well jameer jones will wear 40 now instead of the 44 that he wore because of team captain on special teams Derek watt buddy johnson is moving from 51 to 45 so that means that trey turner keeps the 51 and then we've got joe schobert going to 93, which there were a lot of guesses on what Joe Schobert was going to take, and he's going with 93. That's a surprise to a lot of people. Um, I do love talking about numbers. I know Michael Beck does too, and he's the one who put that in our Slack channel. Michael Beck and I, we do the uh, the preseason predictions as well. And, and so that's uh, that's really interesting there. So there you go with, with those numbers. Uh, any thoughts on that, fellas? I'm just glad that uh, we're over this whole duplicate number thing. That, I don't know what that, that's the thing that really confused me this past summer is you had lifted restrictions in terms of certain positions and, and what numbers they could use, and yet you had all these duplicate numbers like with 51, 44, was it? I think 82 or 83. There were a couple of 83. You know, it's just it was 50. 50 yeah, it was just crazy. So I'm, I'm glad to see uh, see that gone. But I am kind of shocked that Schobert went to 93. What was his number with? Uh, with Cleveland and, and Jacksonville, was he in the fifties? I forget. Fifty-three in Cleveland and forty-seven in Jacksonville. Okay, yeah, that was a, that's a major uh, transition for him. But we've seen a lot of great linebackers wear number nineties in the nineties for the Steelers over the years. So that's that's a good omen. And Josh Parker is saying ninety-three is probably the year that Schobert was born in. Um, also, Carl Joseph has number thirty. Says Boing Boom Shack, which I did not see that. So that's that's good to know. Joseph's wearing 30, and Witherspoon, I had heard this earlier, Dave Shipley, thanks a lot, wearing 25 as well. So there you go. And that's interesting. Any thoughts on the team captains, Shannon? I think that I like the team captains. I think that Hayward uh, has that leadership. 
you know, somebody said that, that, you know, thought it might've been what, but with the situation as is, uh, I definitely think Hayward was the right choice. Um, and Derek, Watt, you know, he's the, the leader of that special teams, uh, especially with guys like Dangerfield gone. So yeah, I think they picked the right choices. There you go. So, um, yeah, I, I really think that as well too. And as far as, uh, you know, there are rumors in the Slack channel about, uh, TJ Watt that now, um, we have some people saying that they don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Dave Schofield reminded us of this earlier on the, uh, in fact, I actually saw him put this out on Twitter that there's about five or six players that took longer to sign their deal a lot closer to the season. And you know, I remember, I remember a Troy Polamalu being one of them, um, Cam Hayward, Joe Hayden. We've seen a lot of guys go right up to the wire. So uh, that's something to think about as well. So I would not lose faith on that until kickoff on Sunday. And if it's not done at that point, because I remember, fellas, if we can go back to 2014, and this was the uh, the start of the the start of the regular season against Cleveland. It's when Brian Hoyer uh, came back and almost won that game. They were beaten up on Cleveland. They announced right before the game that Cortez Allen and Marcus Gilbert signed extensions. Now, those uh, that was not a pressing. Uh, pressing of a situation but they do uh, we've seen them do that on saturday night before the start of the regular season and sunday morning as well so um to wrap up the uh, tj talk i'll go with tj first tony julius yeah i just think it's a matter of, of uh guaranteed money it's just something that somebody's gonna have to give in either watts gonna have to have to concede something or they're gonna have to go out of their comfort zone and, and, and sign him uh, and, and agree to more guarantee money than, than they're used to. I think that's what the whole, that's, it has to be what the holdup is. Obviously they, they know what it's going to take as far as like a structured contract. If you're talking about average salary per year to keep him here, it's just a matter of how, how far into the contract that they want to go with the, with the guaranteed money. I think that has to be the only thing that's holding it up. They're, they're obviously not going to lowball him with like a, a five year, $40 million deal. So that, that can't be what it is. It has to be, you know, they're probably in agreement in agreement in principle with with the length and and the average salary. It's just how much is guaranteed. Shannon White, is this going to be a distraction if uh, this goes into the regular season without a deal for TJ Watt? I think a lot of people will try to make it one uh, from the local media to the national media, but TJ will give the same effort regardless. Uh, He'll be the outstanding player. He always is. I, I have no concerns about that. Um, I agree that I think it's the the guaranteed money, uh, which would definitely be going out of the Steelers' comfort zone. Um, they're going to have to start giving more guaranteed money on these contracts because it's just the way it is now. But you have to be very cautious with that because if you make the wrong decision and you mm. have a big injury, it can – set you back for at least a half of a decade. So um, I don't I don't think it'll be a, a big factor with what my main concern is he hasn't played any this preseason. He hasn't been hitting. And then we're going to expect him to come out game one against the one of the best teams in the AFC and, you know, be his normal self. You know, he's going to have to be on a snap count at least. And mm-hmm. I worry about injury. Uh, so that's my main concern. 
All right. We talked about last week. We talked about our confidence ratings going in to the regular season last week. We talked about some of these games going into the before training camp. So we're going to talk about the entire 17 game schedule here as well. But I want to go back to the confidence rating with the uh, TJ Watt situation with the trades. The t- this team, once again, is always tinkering. They are not standing pat. They're always looking to do something. So if you don't think that they're not, I've seen a lot of people, you know, be depressed that the team wasn't addressing the uh, secondary situation. Obviously they are trying to address that with bringing in a guy like Carl Joseph, bringing in a Witherspoon in the last couple of days. So they, this is not, this is not your Steelers of just uh, 10 years ago. They where we've seen them say, Hey, we're okay. Going into the season. This is our crew. This is what we're going with. So, I want to talk about confidence rating first after everything that's gone on in the last week since our last show. And then we're going to go into the, uh, into the schedule. Shannon, we'll start with you. Confidence as far as the, the roster is, is presently set confidence for the season, the season. Uh, I, I would have to say I'm about 75% confident uh, because to me, the question, the big question is still the offensive line. Uh, I think the defense is going to be ever bit as good as last year. Uh, I think the special teams is going to be better because uh, they've got so many uh, excellent athletes on that, spe- the kick coverage teams. Uh, and then you got Percy uh, Presley Harvin, I mean. Uh, but the offense is going to go as far as that offensive line can take them. And so I just want to see steady improvement. They don't have to be dominant. They don't have to be the best line. If they can be average by middle of the season, uh, this offense could be special. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm 75% confident. Tony, your thoughts? Yeah, my, my confidence level hasn't really changed uh, because I what's going on right now with the line and the secondary, I, I expected that. I think we all did. We, we, we knew it was going to be a question mark with the line. Because they, they're adding all these new players, it's a completely different line from last year. You have a new coach, so they weren't going to have that solved by week one. It was going to be an ongoing process that was going to uh, continue into the, into the season, and hopefully, um, at some point sooner rather than later, they 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 figure th- uh, the right combination out, and these guys uh, build some chemistry and cohesion. And uh, and and as, as Dave said, there's the, 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 the skills position players. This offense can really be dangerous if that line is even average so in the secondary you know again they, they made a, a, a big decision when they moved on from uh, you know mike hilton was, was inevitable when they moved on from steven nelson i was gonna it was gonna take some work to 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 rebuild that secondary so you know i'm i'm not i'm, I'm feeling pretty good i i've been saying all along i think this is a roster that it could be a few negative or positive plays away from, from being anywhere from seven and ten to or yeah seven and ten uh, 10 and 7, 11 and 6. I think they, they're that kind of team. So my, my confidence is about the same. I'm feeling pretty good about a lot of areas. Like I'm really excited about Najee Harris and the defense and, and Alex Highsmith. So I'm feeling pretty good. All right. So what we're going to do here is this is not the preview show. So I am not going to give a prediction whatsoever because I do that on Thursdays. And I also do that um, on Saturday mornings with Kevin Smith as we bring back the here we go the Steelers pregame show as well so I'm going to save my prediction and 
what I'm going to do is we're going to go through each and every game and we're going to make predictions. It's not, doesn't have to be a, a points, a point total, but we're going to go th- game by game and we're going to uh, do around. We're going to go around the horn with each game with, with uh, one of us saying, with one of us saying uh, our thoughts on it and the other ones uh, agreeing or agreeing to disagree. So with that being said, for the first game, Shannon, I will give you an opportunity to actually make a prediction on this game if you wish, since you will not have an opportunity for a forum until next week's hangover. Tony, it is uh, it is your decision unless you want to unless you want to save that for your show, which is coming up when we have a six pack with Tony on Friday night. So let's get started, Shannon. First week of the season at Buffalo, and keep you know keep your total of uh, wins and losses so we know at the end. So here we go, Shannon White. That's going to be a tough one on the road. The Bills are uh, uh, more established. They didn't have as much turnover. Uh, you know, that's just such a huge game on their schedule. They want to set the tone is that they're a, a contender, and last year wasn't a fluke. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, and But I do think that the Bills will end up winning maybe like – 35 to 27, somewhere in there. All right. Tony Defio. Yes or no? Yeah, I, 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 I see it. I see the bills winning this game. Uh, I'm going to say more like 27, 20, like 20 to 17. I think it's going to be more of a defensive battle than people think. Uh, and because I think these teams, you saw the last two years, they kind of match up well with each other as far as, uh, uh, you know, the co- competition, and, you know, the, the Steelers kind of let bo- both games get away the last two years. So I, I expect to be it to be a similar game this, this time around. So I'm looking like 20 to 17 Buffalo. All right. And I am going to go ahead and say that I actually think that the tide is really turning on this game where I've picked Buffalo since the schedule has come out. I'm actually picking Pittsburgh in this game, but I'm not going to give a score right now. That might change by Thursday. And I do want to break in. If you hear all those beeps in the background, that's because internally we have the BTSC Slack channel where we have all our information and our breaking news Slack is going off like crazy. And it's because of Brooke Pryor's report that TJ Watts uh, practice participation today was no different than training camp. Hmm. As a Steelers spokesman, Bert Lawton confirms, Watt was at every training camp practice, but worked only in individuals and was off to the side doing his own work during team periods today. And she also said in a separate tweet, expect coach Mike Tomlin to address TJ Watt's status when he talks with the media tomorrow at noon. So that means you need to check out the Mike Tomlin uh, press conference podcast recap that jeff hartman does and he will have one tomorrow as soon as that podcast is over that's something you definitely want to check out on btsc radio wherever you download your favorite podcast so just to keep everybody up to date on that so let's go to week number two because we're going to have lots of talk all week long on btsc about buffalo we're going to go to every single game because this is taking the temperature and looking to the crystal ball of the season. So, Tony, it's your turn. Your thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders coming into Heinz Field week two. Well, they're coming from the West Coast. You got a West Coast team coming here for, what is it, a one o'clock game? Mm-hmm. Uh, traditionally, that, that, that benefits the uh, the East Coast team. And 
I, I look for, regardless of what happens in Buffalo, I look for the Steelers to, you know, really take care of business in this game because, you know, they're going to, they're going to want to establish themselves as a, as a, uh, the playoff contender they were last year. And what better way to do that than, than against an, what I think is an inferior opponent and, uh, and, and beat them up pretty good in front of the home fans. It's going to be the first home full stadium that they've had, hopefully, <laughs> uh, since 2019. So, uh, I think they're really going to put one on the Raiders. Shannon White. I agree. I think that the Steelers are the better team. Uh, Derek Carr does not like pressure, and that's what the Steelers are the best at doing because um, I think they can stop the Jacobs in the running game for the Raiders and make Carr beat them, and I don't think he can. Um, so I think the Steelers will win this one. I say win as well. Cincinnati Bengals in week three, and they come into Heinz Field as well. And that is a one o'clock game on CBS. Shannon White. The Bengals are going to be better this year with Burrow, uh, if he could come back healthy. But they're still uh, at the bottom of the division, in my opinion. And especially playing in Pittsburgh, I think the Steelers will win that one pretty handily. Tony Defio, what are your thoughts on Cincinnati and Pittsburgh in week three? This is why I'm feeling pretty good about the, the early part of the season, why I think they can get off to a decent start, regardless of what happens in Buffalo, because I think this is another team that they, sh- they should be better than on paper and in person on the field. And, and the Bengals, I mean, they still have issues with their line, offensive line, even though they're trying to rebuild it. And the Steelers really, with their – Front seven, hopefully uh, Watt and and well, two it won't be back by then, but hopefully they can they can take advantage and, and uh, make make the day a living heck for the young borough. So uh, yeah, I look for them to win, win that game fairly easily and get off to at least a two and one start. I am very worried about Cincinnati this season, but I don't think it's going to occur in the early season unless all of this stuff gets in the Steelers' head. I think this is a very close game with the Pittsburgh Steelers winning by a field goal. So I will go ahead and say win as well. The very next game before we take a break is going to be the Green Bay Packers hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that will be a 425 game on CBS. That's going to be a great one. That's one of man I would love to go to. So if anybody wants to pick me up and take me to Wisconsin, I would be glad to go to that game with you. I would love to see Lambeau Field because... You know, I can't, uh, we won't be able to see that game in Lambeau for another eight years. So with that being said, I'm going to take this game here and I'm going to say that this is going to be a great football game, but Aaron Rodgers is focused. He's back. He's where he needs to be. The Steelers are not going to win 17 games this season. They're not going to do all of that. This team, if you listen to Jeff Hartman's show this morning, let's ride. He said that there's going to be a lot of bumps in the road for this team. Now, look, that does not mean that this is not a Super Bowl team. That doesn't mean that this is not a playoff team, but it is just not going to be easy. So with that being said, I really think at home, Lambeau Field, where the Steelers have had some success in the past, but they're not going to have it this year, they are going to go home with a loss in that game. Tony? Yeah, every time these two teams get together, it's it's a it's a real barn burner. You're going back to 2009, really. So 
I expect it to be that kind of game, but it's it's awfully hard to beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Uh, did he, he was the MVP last year, right? Am I am I correct? Yes. So mm-hmm. yeah, so he he's he's really playing at a high level still, and I look for them to to it's it's going to be a close game, but I think the Packers are going to win this game uh, in the end. Shannon White. I could see this one going either way because I think uh, both Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame quarterbacks uh, are going to be really amped up for this one. Uh, Green Bay does have home field advantage. Uh, I don't know. I I see uh, Harris having a big game for some reason. I think by that point, he's going to really be hitting his stride. And um, so I think the Stewards could come out of there, sneak out a win. If, If they lose, it won't shock me, but I think they might win that one. There you go. All right. So we've got four games. We've got 13 to go. And what we're going to do is just go ahead and I'm going to address this real quick before we take a break. This is a really good question. Now, bad, even with 17th game, is still is it still definitely eight years, says Buck Dancer? That's very true. Now, the the way the schedule is, it will be eight years unless something happens that it lines up with the uh, with the Steelers and the Green Bay Packers being the same position in each division when they go ahead and match them up with each other. We don't know how long that 17 game slate is whether that's going to keep. This is uh, this is something what they're saying right now that it could be it could be an experiment. So this is not uh, on the docket forever. So this might be a test to see how it goes. I kind of think it stays. But with that being said, there's a possibility if the planets align and they're they're in the same position, just like the Steelers and Seahawks won their division last year, and it just happened to be the same year. Now, the only problem with that is, say, say Pittsburgh and Green Bay they uh, they are in different spots next year, and that that wouldn't matter because next year they would go ahead and play in Green Bay because it would be the NFC's turn. But the next, say the next year, say in two thousand twenty three, the Steelers and the Green Bay Packers say they both finish second in their division. That game would be played in Pittsburgh again because it would be the NFC's year. Something I don't know if you've noticed, the entire AFC has the home field advantage in that extra game this year. I think a lot of you have, but what you didn't notice is how many games did the Pittsburgh Steelers have at home in the preseason? And how many games did the Ravens and everybody else in the AFC have? It seemed like they gave the advantage with three preseason games, the NFC seemed to have had the advantage mostly in those preseason games. So there's, that's one of the things they're giving back to the NFC to get that revenue, that home revenue mm-hmm. more in that preseason game. Now, does that fix everything? No, but they're going to get more revenue next year when the entire NFC gets the entire game. And I'm sure there's some kind of sharing in there as well. So I just wanted to bring that up, Buck Dancer. That is a great question. Thanks for bringing that up. That does throw a wrench, and you know how I love formulas. And every time you throw a wrench into the formula, it uh, it can screw some things up. But for the most part, 
the formula kind of sticks. So with that, we're going to go ahead and take a break. If you are on the audio side, just switch on over to number two. If you're here, we're just going to stretch for a second. I'm going to put myself on mute for a quick second. So my chair doesn't make any noise like it always does. We'll be back right here on the Steelers Hangover from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Yeah, yeah. 